Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 25th, and we are here together to talk about, of course, the number one news story across the nation, which is the school shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. Um, as of this morning, the reporting is that 19 children between the grade between the grades of second and fourth grade were killed, as well as two teachers um, and the gunman, an 18-year-old who was from the community and attended a nearby high school. Um, and so here we are again, 10 years after Sandy Hook with the mass slaughter of little kids, little kids just going to school. Their school is supposed to go out on Thursday, tomorrow, which is when my school also ends for the year. Um, it's just, it's Im impossibly hard and it feels both tragic and predictable and like a seemingly intractable position we put ourselves in as a country. What are you thinking about this morning, Beth? Feels predictable both in uh, the collective and the specific sense. He bought two assault weapons on his 18th birthday and had posted on social media that an attack could be coming. And so part of what I'm thinking about this morning is why we continue to have mass shooting events where there, there were signs that should not have surprised us in the specific as well as in the general. And how do we develop systems where help feels like help uh, instead of feeling like punishment that keeps people from reporting and that keeps those systems from working the way that they're designed to work. Um, and thinking about how it can be that you can buy two assault weapons on your 18th birthday um, and thinking about the way that my kids reacted as we talked about this, you know, Ellen cried and cried and cried and said, mommy, there's just, there's so much murder in this story. I don't, I don't know how to handle so much murder. And, um, it's just, it's too much again. I mean, the fact that we were doing this a week ago, um, I don't know what we're, I just feel like Senator Chris Murphy, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, I thought his, his sort of viral moment on the Senate floor where he was just begging, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we here? Why did you become a Senator if not to address the slaughter of children? Um, and, you know, I just completed my, you know, school shooting training as a sub not long ago. And, you know, all the lockdown procedures and all the armed guards, like the reporting is that this came from one classroom. So you can lock down the other classroom, but the shooter only has to get in one before the police arrive to slaughter children. And, it, you know, it feels... I just think about my own community that has experienced two school shootings and who still, whose politics have not changed. Um, and I think about, you know, 
that this doesn't change people's politics. Like people support gun safety, but they're not going to necessarily vote differently in support of it. And so it feels so just, it feels so impossible right now. And I don't want to continue to feel so lost, but like, you know, it feels like it would take leadership from the Republican party at this point to say, we're going to shift on this. I don't see that coming. I mean, I don't know what else Democrats can do. Um, I do appreciate Chris Murphy's leadership and, you know, moral outrage. But if that doesn't, if there's no leadership on the Republican Party saying it's time to do something about this, you know, people aren't going to, everybody's not going to magically start voting Democrat. Again, my community that has experienced two school shootings hasn't started voting Democrat because of the, this experience in their own lives. And so... It's just so the politics is heartbreaking. The the tragedy itself is is almost impossible to comprehend. I mean, the slaughter of children is just something that we are not built to comprehend. It was hard to send my kids to school today. It's going to be hardest. And there's a part of me that's like, forget it. There's only two days left to like, let's just keep them home and move on. Um, but I know that I'm, you know, that's where a lot of people are right now. It's just like, again, the Chris Murphy, like, what are we doing? Why am I sending my kids to school? Knowing that this is something that could happen to them. Um, not to mention the teachers who've already been through so much, the school systems themselves that are already, been through so much it's just it's so heartbreaking to be an American today we've talked about this before but another thing that I'm thinking about this morning is just how many posts I see about what kind of monster would do this and one of the most frustrating things to me in conversations about policy with people who are intractable on gun policy is is their certainty that they know who is good and who is bad and that those are static conditions. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating to me to be in conversation with someone who believes that some people are good and some people are evil and those are static conditions. And so the monster posts bother me so enormously because I think it perpetuates that sense that there are good people and bad people and those are static conditions from a policy perspective. I think the only way we start to chip away at some of that uh, intractable nature of Second Amendment discussions is by saying those are not static conditions. What is available to you in a moment when something has changed inside of you matters. Your access to a weapon in a moment when something inside of you has changed is the best chance we have as a society of curbing some of this violence, not eliminating it. We is, I understand there is not a 100% effective solution here, but there are so many things that can help. But in order for them to help, we have to let go of the fact that we have to let go of the idea. It's not a fact. The idea that this person, this 18-year-old was born a monster capable of doing this thing. Of course he wasn't. I feel like I go through this cycle every time there's a mass shooting of like, give me all the information about this person. Tell me everything we possibly could know about the person who did this so I can understand how this might have happened. 
And every single time, it is just loneliness. It is some version of a person feeling that they belong nowhere. And you don't start that way, you know? Um, So I just, I really, I really want to stop focusing on the killer as something other than all of us, because I think the only way we get good gun laws is to recognize that you're walking around lots of people who are capable of things that are unimaginable in a moment of severe heartbreak, crisis, sickness, whatever. Um, how do, how do we say then we got to protect ourselves from ourselves because, because this isn't an other force. It is, it, it is all of us. Well, we're going to talk about this in much more detail on Friday's episode. I did want to share with you that today, what I've chosen to do is I'm, this feels like the only thing that ever gets anybody's attention is I'm going to go to Mitch McConnell's Paducah office and my representative Jamie Comer's office in person um, today with some friends and demand that they support HR 8 and other common sense gun safety laws. Um, So that's, that's, the only thing that feels in any way impactful. It does. The only other time I've gone to Mitch McConnell's office in person was when they were separating children at the border. I try to save it um, for when I really want it to have impact. And the slaughter of 19 children seems like an important time to do that. So that's what I'm going to do today. I encourage you, if you live near their local offices, to visit in person. Calling and emailing is important. And if that's all you can do, that's great. But showing up with your physical body and saying, this is what I want as your constituent, I think has enormous impact. So that's what I'm going to do today. I hope all of us, you know, find a modicum of peace or love or comfort in this terrible, terrible aftermath of the shooting. And um, we will be back with you tomorrow. On more to say together and on the show on Friday.